When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to another episode of Yellowstoners, a podcast dedicated to getting high on drama, digging into the Duttons and everything Yellowstone, hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of the playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Today, instead of catching up on episodes six and seven of Yellowstone, we have another brand spanking new spinoff to discuss. That's right, the first episode of 1923 has aired this past weekend, giving everyone a peek at the 1920s Dutton life, and surprise, surprise, it looks stressful. As Yellowstone and 1883 creator Taylor Sheridan's legend grows, so does the Dutton legend and the size of the stars that inhabit these Duttons. Last time we had Tim McGraw and Faith Hill portraying the Duttons in 1883, This time we're led by Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, For the uninitiated, 1923 follows Jacob Dutton, played by Harrison Ford, who is the brother to Tim McGraw's James Dutton from 1883. He has basically reluctantly moved to Montana after the passing of his brother due to a request that Faith Hill's Margaret Dutton makes to save the family and the land. When he arrives, he finds Margaret frozen to death and raises their two boys as his own. Fast forward to 1923, and Jacob has turned James Dutton's dream into an empire, and he and John Dutton Sr., played by James Batchdale, and his son are trying to keep the cattle alive as plagues of locusts have devoured the fields and infected the livestock, putting farmers at war with one another over grass. And through the season, they'll be dealing with the rise of Western expansion, prohibition, the Great Depression. After Rodrigo and I discuss our thoughts on the pilot episode, we have some very special interviews today. First up, paired together, James Badgedale and Marley Shelton, who play husband and wife, John and Emma Dutton. 
Then the man, the myth, the legend, Harrison Ford himself sets down with me to chat 1923, as well as a couple of other things. Before we jump into our thoughts and the interviews, I've got to tell you that Yellowstoners is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, The Discourse, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network to get this show and all of those that I just mentioned. Also, drop us a comment or a rating, as we always appreciate it. Okay, Rodrigo, we got an early screener of the first episode, so everyone's caught up with us. What are your thoughts just on the basic world that he's created with 1923? Does it differentiate itself enough? Where are you at with it? You know, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's only one episode, but uh, exactly, yeah, it's kind of more of the same, I guess. For sure. It, it is definitely a, a continuation of 1883, which I really liked. But yeah, there's there's definitely the the whole like we have a lot of Yellowstone content of it all where it's just like, OK, could have also just given like a kind of more straightforward, like family tree, like they literally should have done a like draw <laughs> a family tree in like over music in terms of and like do lines of like who's who and what and where like, yeah, just watching it, I wasn't clear and I had to go back and like figure out who is who. Yeah, everything makes sense the second time around. I watched it twice. The first time I was like, wait, who's related to who? How does this work? And then, I thought yeah, at the first second time that, that Jacob was uh, a son uh, of uh, Tim McGraw's character. But then I realized that doesn't make sense because it's only 40 years later. Right. Yeah, it's, it's his brother. She says that yeah. in the in the. Oh, uh, that's true. That's VO. true. Um, but even I've, that is like because you're watching this VO and there's also crazy things happening. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I know you were probably thrilled to hear more voiceover <laughs> after kind of ripping it last time. <laughs> yeah, they, they just couldn't uh, they just couldn't give up on that, I guess. I do like how Taylor just drops you into the moment, though. Like you, you don't necessarily need to, you know, know exactly how they're related to each other. You just kind of figure it out on the, on the fly rather than just like this exposition dump. Uh, I, I'm I'm OK with needing to kind of get my bearings with it is, is I can, well, we I do kind of get an es <laughs> uh, exposition dump through the uh yeah but even that's not even it's not even like the tip of the iceberg <laughs> you're like wait jack is whose kid now is he related to this jacob in some way yeah i mean or... the interesting thing of it is how like um I, I thought it was pretty interesting how they talked like it's it's basically like a yeah like you said sort of, sort of the next chapter of 1883 and then it really just sort of like See, like tells you what happened to the the family of 1883 and it's pretty grim you know brutal like, man like they just you know this family that you may have liked and loved and watched on that show is like they were just totally fucked it was so like quick and unceremonious in the yellowstone thing where they show john uh james gets shot that you're just like well that's not how he died right we don't see him die we just you know hear the screams of uh, Margaret and you're just like well surely they're going to continue this and apparently that's yeah, where he dies I, and she just yeah gets, I didn't realize yeah. I thought that was just going to be like a a teaser for something else and no apparently he had he had died yeah <laughs> all that time with them and it's just and just also the cursed. fact that they did it on Yellowstone like it's, it's just right. a little bit confusing it's almost a little bit like I, on one I think I kind of said this in my review too is that like I kind of admire the boldness of just like you know there's so many things that like he just kind of just does it uh <laughs> at the same time you kind of need to orient the viewer 
And uh, like, I, I like how the show is, you know, it's got it's Harrison Ford and, and Helen Mirren, but it doesn't feel like it's the Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford show. Like right. it's, it's a big, it's what he does with Yellowstone, this big tapestry, this big ensemble, a big, like, you know, this mosaic of people and the culture around. And it's almost like, yeah, well, it's cool that I have Harrison Ford and, and Helen Mirren, but I'm not making it just about that, you know? And like, you would almost kind of think that someone else might lean into that a little bit more. Right. As soon as they're cast, the, the temptation has to be there where you're just like, well, we got to make this. A right. But part they're, part. they're only there as much as, you know, as, as it's uh, any of the main characters in Yellowstone are there. Like they all need time to, to, you know, he writes ensembles and these big sprawling pieces with like, a lot of parts and moving pieces and stuff. And and I think this one is maybe slightly more confusing than I would say the other two so far. Right. And there is like, as much as we say, like, this is more of the same, there are some very uh, specific things that kind of set it apart from the others. And that's the time in the Catholic school with the native American uh, women that have basically just been kidnapped and they're being reeducated. And there's also the, the Spencer Dutton piece that's in Africa where he's just refusing to come home. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally confused as to who he was. Like that was like <laughs> completely confusing to me. And in fact, I thought it was flashbacks at first. I thought it was flashbacks of, of Jacob when he was younger. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same thing. They do flashbacks to younger versions of the characters like they do with John Dutton, right? He's played by another character, a younger version. So I thought, Oh, they're doing the same thing. And I was like, Oh man, really? And then you realize it's like, no, it's like a cousin. And as no, much it's, it's it's the other son of of James. Oh, that's right, that's right. It's it's the other just James's other son, and then people are like, who is James? Like it's like you know, which is James <laughs> Badgedale, right? No, not James Badgedale's son. Wait, you mean? Uh, it's, yeah, I'm yeah. totally confused. Like I, I just don't so, I don't know who's who. So yeah, James Badgedale's John Dutton Senior is brothers with Spencer, who is in Africa. Those are the two boys of James Tim McGraw's character, and only one of them is going to live to see their kids you know, grow up according to Isabel May. Uh, right, her right, right. So we'll assume that's not Spencer. Um, okay. I'm, that makes I'm confused. I'm thinking the opposite. Like I'm thinking he's the one that's going to journey back and have to like take on that this family mantle. James that Dale's like much bigger star than that guy. I've never even seen that guy before. Um, yeah, but he's really good. I thought he was great. Uh, I kind of got like young Indiana Jones vibes. Like, <laughs> I uh and uh we got Sean Patrick Flannery and all that as yeah yeah and as much as it's different it's like not very good and I thought it was a real weak distraction oh and I was I, enjoying it yeah I the bad lion CGI like I <laughs> he's the whole thing was just like I'm like I'm this is not this is not working for me at all and it's different which I I suppose I appreciate but like I was like wait why like and then what was the other part that you said that was like kind of the a Catholic oh, the, school? Yeah. The, the, the school for like that had the indigenous students, which I won't, I guess I won't spoil it here, but if you uh, pay attention, apparently this is connected to Yellowstone down the road, which, you know, maybe not that hard to figure out, but right. uh, pay attention to some last names if they're said. Yeah. It's, I'm glad to see, yeah, that there are other characters. This, that so. part's actually one of the more intriguing parts. Right. Um, and brutal. Whole, just the idea of this, terrifying. like, school of of indigenous children who are being taught by cruel white nuns and trying to like civilize or educate them yeah it's pretty horrible um and it's also just kind of interesting because i don't think we've ever really kind of seen that before on any kind of screen like the idea right. of like of indigenous children being 
um, assimilated in, and educated and re-educated into what white culture is through traditional, you know, and them, kind of, you know, it's just kind of like, it's really messed up. And God, um, what's her name? Who I always really, really like. She's just plays such a nasty character. Oh, the person who plays the nun. Yeah, I, I don't have her in front of me. Jennifer L. plays uh, Sister Mary. Yeah, she is a great actress. She's in things like Contagion and uh, Little Men, Zero Dark Thirty, The King's Speech. She's, I always remember kind of famous that she was supposed to be um, George Clooney's wife in, or girlfriend, sorry, in uh, Michael Clayton, but she got cut out of the film. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's interesting. One of the reasons Soderbergh put her in Contagion because he was a he was a producer on Michael Clayton and he felt like he owed her one. So, <laughs> well, that's cool. At least she got something out of it. It's also, I mean, as far as getting back to like the the family, the Dutton family history of it all, it's kind of interesting to to be watching this in conjunction with the current season of Yellowstone and just watching the whole history repeating itself and lines being repeated within the pilot that are the same as things that are being said a hundred years later. Obviously they're still dealing with similar issues like the cattle thing of it all. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And the idea that like the violence thing that this family is like, it's they're a magnet towards it. Of course. Them or they're drawn to it. There are some interesting parallels, like the idea that like, you know, Jacob Dutton is a real hard ass, but he's not without compassion. Like John Dutton, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. It's like almost, it's like Yellowstone in many ways is like, harsh people trying to do the right thing in harsh conditions and right. you can't always do the right thing. Like you want to do right by people, but you also have your family obligations. And it's sort of like that constant struggle, which it feels like it's echoing here. But my question is like, do you really think there's like, don't, didn't they talk about another series like 1960 something or, or like a, another. I feel like, yeah, that was being thrown around. Thrown around. I don't know. If it was I, cast I, I'm just like, I just don't feel like this is sustainable. I know, like, right? I, I don't personally. <laughs> you look, we run our Yellowstone podcast. I find this stuff entertaining, but I don't necessarily want to see another series based off of the next. Like the Yellowstone is enough for me. Like I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, We're reaching this, the saturation point as far as definitely, that. definitely, and even this is like a bear, apparently like you know, eighteen eighty three was a limited series, which I think was a in retrospect. I was expecting more, but in retrospect, was an excellent choice. Yes. Um, and this is going to be at least two seasons. Is it? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I think it was uh, picked up for two. Um, and I think it's actually probably just two because of the way people like Harrison Ford and these stars and stuff like this commitments. But I think it's already like a, a two-season pickup. Interesting. I did not know that at all. I was just expecting, you know, 1883 to be a one season, 1923, whatever. I'm pretty off. sure. I'm pretty sure. And then there's, yeah, the four sixes is still coming, <laughs> which is, you know, just a spinoff of Yellowstone in the, in the modern time. Yeah, although I wonder if that is, I wonder if that's something like this that is actually still coming. Who knows? They said it was shooting last year, didn't they? That's true. And I thought at one point that they had sent, because at one point Paramount had sent us a bunch of photos of behind the scenes stuff. Right. And I thought it was full of photos from 666. So I thought, oh, it's definitely shot. But now in retrospect, I think maybe I got confused that those were just photos of the 666 scenes from yellowstone i'm not completely sure yeah they did rope them back in this this past episode i'm sure it's going to be maybe deeper maybe that's going to be where it spins off from mm. who knows who knows all right let's jump over to the interviews uh anything you want to do before we tee up uh, the interviews that we have 
No, I mean, yeah, you got you got a good crop of people, right? Heck yeah, I got a good crop of people. <laughs> I was pumped when we got uh, just James Badge Dale and Marla Shelton alone, but then they said Harrison Ford said yes, so I was pumped. It was great uh, to just get any time with them and and talk about the show. But obviously, you know, you talk with Harrison Ford, you got to talk about more than just the Yellowstone project he's working on. So we mentioned a few things, but uh, it's a quick conversation, but good to get just any time with a hero and tell them that you appreciate their work. Yeah, I mean, and he was and he was cool, right? He was cool as hell. Yeah. I mean, he's the the bristly Harrison Ford that you've come to know in these like interviews that he does on TV and stuff. But yeah, he was great. He was very kind. Um, what's interesting is I don't think we've seen Marley Shelton on the show, right? No, we did. She was in the the pilot episode with Helen Mirren uh, doing some of the farm work and, you know, trying to get her to go inside and eat something. And Oh, and that, that was stuff. her. Yeah, it was Marley. Oh, OK. Um, so she's in it briefly. And Jam- James Badge Dale is great. I love him. He's really underrated. Right. He's a really good actor. And I'm glad to see that he's on the show. And I'm hoping his part gets nice and meaty because he's really good. Yeah, we'll see. I always love everything he's in. So he's he's always just like an interesting actor that makes all his parts kind of stand out. So, yep, all good stuff. Okay, as a reminder, Yellowstone Season 5 airs on Paramount Network, while 1923 airs new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. Both occur every Sunday. We'll be back most weeks with recaps and special interviews uh, with people from the shows. Right now, we're going to head over to my first interview with James Batchdale and Marley Shelton, who play John and Emma Dutton on 1923, followed by my chat with the great Harrison Ford. For Rodrigo and myself, don't drink the devil's water and keep on Yellowstoning. James, Marley, wonderful to speak with you today. I'm a big fan of both of you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) So Taylor Sheridan, big fan of him as well. We do a Yellowstone-specific podcast at The Playlist. Uh, Love what he's doing, building out this universe. I was curious, just to begin with, what drew you to 1923 specifically? I mean... Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. you got to start at the, the tra- top there. The tractor yeah. beam of Taylor Sheridan universe and all of that all that that encompasses. I mean, he's, you know, such a brilliant writer, director, producer. And then for me at least, I also have always been really drawn to the 1920s. That era has always been really fascinating to me. Um, and the opportunity to do a western, you know, and to work with James Badgedale, of course. That's not true. <laughs> James, what about you? Is it is it just the tailor of it all that drew you there? I no, I mean it's it's. I mean, first of all, it's just a brilliant piece of work. It's just it's mm-hmm. just it's yes. it's incredible material. I, you've seen the first episode. It, it's big. It's grand. It's it's uh, it's risky. Um, you know, but the truth is, we we like to work with good people, and and to to get to show up and and work with with this cast and crew. It's it's uh, uh, it doesn't happen very often. These are special moments in time and. Um, you know, you, you, I'm really glad they filmed it. You know, it's like we have we have <laughs> yeah. proof, because right. no one's going to believe the story. Right. Like, I'm like, going to tell my kid this, and he's going to be like, "What are you talking about, Dad?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Actually watch, watch, we have a document watch it right there." Yeah. <laughs> You're also key figures in like the Dutton history. Have you? I mean, just to get into character, you have to call 
Kevin Costner and make him call you grandma and grandpa or something like that, right? I'm sure that's that's what you do, right? Well, here's – yeah, that's what we do. We have, we have Kevin, hey, Kevin on speed, di- Kevin. speed dial. Sorry to call you again. Uh, <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Say um, no, it's, what's funny about that is it is still – has not been revealed to us whether or not we are grandma and grandpa or great aunt and uncle. Oh, so, really? Yes. yes. This is still up for, you know, we don't know. Debate. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I guess I'll keep watching. But <laughs> regardless, it does feel like you kind of feel like you've been engrafted into like a royal, this, you know, royalty, the royal family um, in terms of the Duttons. I know Taylor likes to do those cowboy camps with all of his shows that he does here. Did he do one for 1923? And, and how was that experience for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think Taylor... I mean, he 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 wants authenticity and he wants the real thing and he wants his actors to take part in it. And and a lot of it is, I mean, listen, it, it's I'm a kid from New York City. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to teach me some of the things that guys who have been riding all their lives can can do. And but if if we could just make it look good for like one little moment while you film it, it's all worth it. And and it's an, it, it was an incredible moment for all of us to get to know each other. That that was that was our rehearsal period. Yeah. It was a great kickoff too, because you just immediately get to to jump and jump in and you know submerse yourself in in all things ranch life. You know, riding horses nine to five, cattle driving, roping, buggy driving. You know, just um, the smells of the hay and the dirt and the dust and the sun beating down on you at certain times of day. And and. and- you know, the people we work with are very vibrant. You know, these wranglers and the stunt yes. team, like it, part of it is going to the ranch and- Really watching them. Forgive and, my language, yeah. talking a whole lot of shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it, it's just, it, yeah. it, it's, it, you're, you're dealing with very vibrant people who love their work. They love this way of life and they mm-hmm. love what they're doing. And, and that's infectious in its yeah, own right. Absolutely. Yeah. As someone who's kind of fascinated with Taylor juggling as much as he's juggling, was he on set a lot? And if he was, did you glean a lot from the the time with him? He was not on set a lot. He's running, I think, like 17 shows at once right now. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, you know, what's fascinating is is he's always he's always watching. Mm -hmm. He's editing uh, and you'd get notes from him. And he's uh, he's kind of this this presence that's always there. But, you know, he's also. All, I think all good filmmakers trust the people they hire to work with them. And yeah. he, he was very kind and giving to us, and, and obviously with, with Ben Richardson, who, who directed this, and it's, uh, uh, you know, he, he kind of let the inmates run the asylum a little bit. Yeah, it was, a, it was a vote of confidence in a way that he allowed us, that he trusted, entrusted us with, yeah. with these characters. And, it, and it's to your point about him always watching, even though he wasn't there, I remember we were, we were driving. We were driving up to set from base camp, and I was sitting with our one of our costume designers, and she was, she was texting, you know, furiously on her phone. She's like, oh, she's like, she's like, Marley, we're gonna have to go back to base and change your outfit because Taylor just saw what you're wearing for this scene, and he's decided that he wants you to wear something else. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like how does he have time to, for the minutia, you know, and and that that he cares about the details, like you know, of, of what dress I'm wearing. And, yeah. um, and they were both amazing options too. It wasn't, but he had a really specific vision and was watching, you know, always, always yeah. kind of seeing the big picture. Yeah. yeah. 
Of course, I want to talk about the Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren of it all. I don't care how long you've been acting. Sharing a scene with them has to feel pretty damn good and almost like an out-of-body experience. How was that for you? Did you take any time to really breathe it in, ask questions, all that stuff? I can't say enough about them, you know what I mean? I can't stop gushing about that. I can't stop gushing about how how prepared they are, how fun they are to work with, how 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 giving and kind they are, and, and re reminding you constantly about what, what it is to be an actor, you know? And, and to have that passion for your work and, and to have fun while you're doing it. You gotta have fun. And when you, know? you think about your own trajectory as an actor and a human being for that matter, like they're, they're sort of the North Star, like, oh, that's where I wanna, that's where I wanna be. That's, yeah. that's the direction I wanna go in um, on all those levels. I mean, it was truly a masterclass, not only in acting, but also in being an exemplary human being. Like, they're just so cool, both of them. You've both been, been doing this for a while. You've played multiple types of roles. Is there anything in your career bucket list that you're like, I still really wanna do this? Ooh, 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 I, I, ooh, I don't know. It's, it's. I feel like it's a trap to think about yeah. it because the moment <laughs> I say that, it ain't ever gonna happen. Superstitious yeah. actors. I mean, there are just so many worlds that I would love to explore. I, I'm, I really do love all genres. It's more about the, this, if they're, if it's good, you know, if it's, if, if it's well written and, yeah. and or it's an amazing filmmaker. It's like they're all, all of the genres, and they're all really appealing to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I really wanted to do a space movie for a long time, <laughs> and then and then I realized I I actually don't want to sit on a, a soundstage all the time. You know what? I like being outside, so I was like, I, you know what? I'm not going to do the space movie. I had to recreate Zero Gravity. I, I got to do one scene of a space movie, like, and it is so hard. No way. It wasn't an actual anti-gravity chamber. It was all on um, ropes and pulleys and. It's intense. Oh, no. Why yeah. didn't they just take you up in an airplane and, like, you know, you can do the, the zero gravity drop? Because we were on a soundstage. I, <laughs> I don't work on soundstages, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do It's in my contract. I don't, I don't do soundstage. <laughs> All right. Well, they're giving me the wrap. I appreciate you guys giving me the time. Like I said, big fan. Looking forward to seeing the rest of the season. Love what I've Thank seen so, so Thank much. you so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Yellow stoners. Mike D'Angelo with the playlist. Mr. Ford, thank you for giving me your time today. I'm a huge lifelong fan. Ah. Awesome. So I've actually been in your vicinity multiple <laughs> times. I worked the EAA air venture thing oh, out yeah? in Wisconsin. I still live there. I'm from the Oshkosh area. So, you know, oh, it's, well, it's, a, you it's know always good to I see went, you. I went to school in Ripon. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. I did. So either way, big fan of yours, big fan of Taylor Sheridan and the universe he's been building out here. Uh, I've got to say, I'm very shocked to see you not only in a TV series, but a Yellowstone TV series. So I'm curious what drew you to the project and just long form TV storytelling in general. Well, I don't know why you were shocked. To me, the quality of the work that they've been doing there is uh, uh, evident. And, yes. uh, and so my ambition to be part of that is uh, doesn't seem to be me too much of a stretch we assume there's a big difference between television and and films it's really just the destination for <laughs> uh there's there are great opportunities to to tell complicated and ambitious stories on television 
but it's just where you show it. This film is a, a very high quality cinematography. This would play very well in a movie theater. Yeah, absolutely. But it's broken. But Taylor thinks of these things not as television. He thinks of them as one-hour movies. Mm. And we're going to make eight of them or ten of them. And uh, so he's, they're very high ambitions. And I know there were some, some changes on top of that. Like it went from 1932 to 1923 as far as the year it was taking place in. Did Were there character changes for you? Were you able to collaborate with Taylor on that? Uh, look, things... Uh, in the Taylor uh, Sheridan universe, uh, change uh, according <laughs> to conditions. They, he adopts uh, uh, to new uh, obstacles and conditions uh, strategically, and uh, I don't know why the I don't remember why the year has changed. But we are placed in a in a time in history when. Uh, Jacob's way of life is being challenged by oncoming modernity. Electricity is coming to homes. The streets are clogged with uh, horseless vehicles, automobiles. And it's a little disorienting, disorienting to uh, Jacob to watch the, uh, the changes in his culture. And he's afraid to lose that way of life. It has, it has, um, there's, the family has built a way of life with um, resolve and, and sacrifice and uh, sweat. And now it's being challenged. There's a drought. There's competition for the grass from shepherds. And, she, you know, there's a, a economic pressure from the banks, uh, which are now uh, finding uh, that many of their loans to ranchers are defaulted on. And uh, times are times are hard. Yeah. Yeah. You can really feel that even in the first episode. I also know, I mean, you know, your way around a horse at this point, but Taylor famously likes to put his cast and crew through these grueling like cowboy camps and stuff like that. Did you participate in the one he does for this show? I just talked with uh, James and Marley about their experience. Yeah, I was uh, I had a hall pass. (laughs) You are the first one I've talked to from any of these shows that has. <laughs> no, no, I I, I was working. It was, okay. it, you know, I would have been there uh, if I could. Uh, it's always something new to learn. And uh, I would have had the opportunity to meet the cast earlier and, and sort of that would have been a great uh, opportunity. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's OK. You're Harrison Ford. Speaking of which, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of maybe the intimidation factor that comes with acting or interviewing even Harrison Ford. Is there anything you do to, to kind of settle people down or are you just like, let's just. Let's yeah, I just on. try and make them comfortable. <laughs> you comfortable? I guess, you know. Okay, good. Comfortable-ish. <laughs> Get on with it. Awesome. I have to say, I'm also, I'm very pleasantly surprised uh, as a Marvel fan to see that you're going to be playing General Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> for uh yeah. captain america four and thunderbolts that's another thing I, I i never thought i'd see you do so what what was the interest on your part hey look i've done this a lot of things i'm now uh want to do some of the things i haven't done yeah there you go so are you going to be doing the mocap stuff and and everything you putting in the tight gray suit <laughs> he's giving a zipped lips for for those that are listening along oh. i will also say I, I caught a few episodes of Shrinking. My wife and I watched a few episodes. Oh, did uh, you? 
a show with Jason Siegel and the Ted Lasso team. Wonderful, outstanding show. What drew you to that one? Uh, it was absolute joy. Uh, you know, half hour comedy, uh, fantastically talented cast, great writing again. It was yeah. just a joy. Yeah. Yeah. That, I it, could, it, and I could sleep in my own bed. <laughs> I bet that doesn't hurt. Uh, you've picked two amazing TV projects to start out on in, in the TV universe. You've also had one of the more enviable careers as far as Hollywood goes. Is there any one project that you look back on and go, that might have been the best experience I've ever had making a movie? You know, every film is different. Mm -hmm. The pleasures or challenges of every film are, are different. The outcomes are different. The work itself is the pleasure for me the process of working, collaborating with other people uh, on storytelling. It's what I do. It's what I love doing. And I love watching you do it. Just to to finish up, they're giving me the wrap. I got to thank you again. I would not be as in love with movies or storytelling if it wasn't for people like you raising me on a steady diet of amazing, outstanding work. So congratulations on your career, 1923, uh, shrinking, you know, Marvel, indie, all of it. I can't wait to to see what, what you have in store. Thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you.